Welcome back to The Countdown. I am Ian Farmer. Thank you for listening to The Countdown. Rebrand edition episode 16 today. 16th episode. Tomorrow will be the last episode of the week. And then we will wait until Monday. And that will be episode 18 of The Countdown. Thank you for tuning in today. We have a lot of topics to talk about today, including the Clippers win over the Utah Jazz in Game 5, um, the 76ers Game 6 collapse, Coach NBA chaos, the Bucks and Nets, which will be coming on shortly, and a list that I am very interested in. You guys are going to love this, especially you, Evan. Um, the top players in the NBA under 25 years old, I mean, there's really nothing to talk about NFL. I'm getting into baseball a little bit. I'm a Red Sox fan. My girlfriend just came back from uh, Massachusetts. And she bought me this Red Sox, like, water bottle. And um, made me realize, realize, hey, I should maybe watch some Red Sox games. We won last night. We beat the, um, I believe it was the the Atlanta Braves, um, 10-8. Seventh inning was really big for us. We had four, um, we got four points. I guess that's four runs, I guess you call it in baseball. Four runs, yeah. Four runs. Anyways, let's talk about the Clippers. Paul George had 37 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists. That is potential career-defining right there. Let's just say, and I don't think it's going to happen, Let's say Kawhi stays out, or he comes back in. Either way, I, th- I think it could really make a difference in Paul George's career. Let's say they win it all this season. We're going to look back at this game. Game 6 in the East in the Western Conference Semifinals versus the Utah Jazz. We're going to look back at this game last night and be like, that's what started it. Paul George coming through with Kawhi out and putting up 37 points and 16 rebounds. Being the best player in the game by far. That's a game that we're going to look back on. And if they win this series, we're going to look back on it. Maybe not the same way we would if they won the NBA championship. But we will look back We will look back on it and be very impressed. And I feel like a lot of people's minds, opinions changed about Paul George last night. Um... But yes, that that game is very meaningful, and Paul George's performance is very meaningful to the Clippers if they win the series against the Jazz. Uh, speaking of the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell apparently is not 100%. They have to have Donovan Mitchell win the series. Game 6 is coming up. They have to have Donovan Mitchell to win the series. Simple as that. Um, Marcus Morris has also really stepped up in the, really stepped up in the playoffs. Such a key piece to the Clippers. Such a such a key player for this series too. Um, the IQ that he has, the veteran, um, his ability as a veteran, um, his ability his ability to score and play defense. Of course, he had twenty two points last night. But the Clippers beat the Jazz in Game Six, one of the biggest wins of this postseason by any team, and they move. To three and two over the Utah Jazz. Let's move on to the 76ers collapsing yesterday 
in yesterday's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, let's get the bases out of the way. Trey Young had 39 points and 7 assists. John Collins had 19 points and 11 rebounds. 11 rebounds. Joel Embiid played amazing. I thought his injuries had caught up to him. Now the 76ers, we were all wrong about this season. We thought, you know, the, the you know they're the one seed. Okay, we we might not be wrong yet, but we've been wrong so far in this series, absolutely. Um, but one thing I was definitely wrong about is Joel Embiid. I thought, um, his terrible um game uh five performance, I believe it's game five or game four. Um, I thought that was just it for him. I thought he was injured. Sixers may win the series, but bye bye to the 76ers. NBA's gonna go through some more recovery this se- this off season, and that may not be the case. He had 37 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists. Joel Embiid played an amazing game. Embiid is the last reason they lost. He missed a couple. Well, he missed a couple free throws late in game. I understand that, but Tobias Harris shot two of 11. He wasn't the reason they lost. Speaking of speaking of Tobias Harris, he just like I said in recent episodes, he proved he can't be a two, a second option, or a first option. He's a third option at best, and yeah, four points last night. It's not cutting it even as a third option. That's not cutting it as a starter. That barely cuts it as a role player. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are without a doubt the Miami Heat of last season. Obviously, the Heat, I believe, were a five seed last year in the bubble. A lower seed. Um, shock everybody. They beat the Pacers in the first round. We all expected that. They go and beat the number one seed, the best, the team with the best record in the league. The Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, get it done in the second round. They go to the Celtics. Jason Tatum, they beat the Celtics, which is very surprising. Then they go and lose to the Lakers, but in six. Um... I hate to say this, that is a fluke. They were swept in the first round by the Bucks in this postseason. I'm not trying to say the Hawks are a fluke, but they definitely remind me of last year's um, last year's Miami Heat team. You know, obviously Jimmy Butler wasn't incredibly young then, but the Heat, Heat that Miami Heat have a young team. The Hawks have a young team. Their leader is under 25 years old. We're going to see where I rank him here soon. Let's move on to a big topic. NBA coach chaos. There's a lot of that going. There's a lot of coach um, coach firings and coaches leaving teams and everything. Rick Carlisle. I grew up watching this man coach the Mavericks and Dirk Nowinski. Obviously, he won a championship with them in 2011. Um... No matter what, no matter what anybody says, Rick Carlisle is a legendary coach, and I wish the best for him wherever he goes from here on out. However, this is a new era for the Mavericks. I'm sorry to say. Apparently, um, Luca and Rick Carlisle um, had some tension. They wasn't getting along so well. So, do you give away Luca or Rick Carlisle? That's actually. A tough one when it comes down to egos because Rick Carlisle. I'm not. I don't really know Rick Carlisle like that, but uh, I don't really know that side of him. But we know in sports a lot of times, coaches. You know, 
or um, sports figures will be like, this is my team. I've been here longer. If anybody's leaving, it's you. I think Rick Carlisle, um, moving was the right move. you got to keep Luka, who's the future of the NBA. Simple as that. Another coach firing. Rick Carlisle has been the most surprising one. Um, first. Okay. Steve Nash says there's no restrictions for Steve Nash or Kevin Durant. Every time I do the countdown, something comes through. Like a couple of days ago, it's like James Harden's available. And I don't know, something else happened yesterday or the day before. But yeah, there's no restrictions for them. I just wanted to let y'all know that. Um, Scott Brooks is out as the head coach of the Wizards. Some people saw this coming. Some people thought, you know, they made the playoffs. Scott Brooks has a, um, a reputation as um, as a coach. He coached the Thunder. Uh, I think they're going to... Um, you know, keep him as the coach, but he's out. Um, it could definitely mean more for the Wizards than we realize. Obviously, Rick Carlisle leaving the Mavericks—that's the start of a new era for the um, for the Mavericks. And the same could be for the Wizards. You know, Bradley Bill, although he's said he doesn't really want to leave, you know, it might be a good idea for him to go. Russell Westbrook—they're not winning anything. There's there's no reason for them to stay in DC. This could mean more than we think. We're going to have to wait till the off season, but this could mean a lot more than we think. Um, but I have a quick prediction. The Mavericks gave away Steve Clifford. Um, he Steve Clifford was fired from the Orlando Magic. I think Steve Clifford gets hired as the Wizards head coach. Obviously, DC's not a huge market. Nobody really wants to coach it at Washington. That I mean, they did make the playoffs. This could be way off, but I like that idea of Steve Clifford going to the Wizards, and that's who I pick. I saw a thing about like Wes Unseld Jr. going, which would make sense, because obviously Wes Unseld is a legend, and he played for the Wizards, and his son has a coach now, coaching them. It would definitely make sense. He'd have a lot of respect in that organization. But right now, Steve Clifford's my pick. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Okay. Tonight, we got the Bucks and the Nets. As you all know, this is my favorite series of the playoffs. I was very, I've been anticipating it since like the Bucks started to sit in as a second seed in the East. And I mean, the Nets and then the Bucks started to sit in as a third seed. Whenever the standings in the East kind of started to like pan out, like halfway, three quarters of the season, I was anticipating this. And this is one of the biggest ones, man. It's not the biggest game so far. Um, this could be a le- legacy-defining game for Giannis and Middleton. Um, this could be the potential game of the year, in my opinion. And the Bucks have to step up at tonight. It's as simple as that. I mean, if Chris Middleton plays bad, everybody has to play good on the Bucks. Obviously, Kevin Durant had an amazing performance last game. James Harden didn't play good. Um, nothing on Kyrie yet, unless I missed something. Nothing on Kyrie yet, but the Bucks, if Kyrie, especially if Kyrie's out and if James Harden still struggles, he shot one of ten five points last in Game Five. The Bucks absolutely have to take advantage of every single bit they can. They're getting a kind of a break. They've got so many breaks. They're getting a break right here. They need to win tonight. Obviously, they're they're eliminated, but tonight they got to win. They got to go back to Brooklyn in the Barclays Center and win. Let's see what happens tonight. I got bucks to finish off the countdown. And I want to thank you guys for listening. I 
really do put my heart out into this. This is my dream. I've said that before, but this is my dream job. I want to do something just like this. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people don't like this guy, but Colin Cowherd. I love his show. I love what he does. I would love to do something like that one day. But enough with that. Top 25 players under 25. There's a lot of this. There's a lot. You see, you see a lot of this topic because everybody um, is like anticipating the future of the NBA. But heck, with top 10, I said let's go top 15. I went top 15. Number 15. He was a rookie of the year candidate this year. Tyrese Halliburton. No, I'm kidding. That could happen, but I'm going Anthony Edwards at number 15. Uh, 19 points per game in his rookie season. Um, outstanding. Doesn't I don't know if he has that win factor, but we can't really know because he plays on the Timberwolves. His roster isn't that bad, actually. Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. But we can't really tell just yet. But Anthony Edwards is my 15th spot. Why is the Rookie of the Year candidate so low? Well, despite his shooting struggles, Ben Simmons does pretty much everything else well. Um, obviously, he hasn't played great in these playoffs. But under 25, the players I'm given, his ability to defend, obviously, he's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He was. Um, he was second in voting for the Defensive Player of the Year this year. His passing ability is one of the best passers in the NBA. Um, just his overall point guard skills. Ben Simmons gets my 14th spot, no doubt. Third thing I've went in the Aaron Fox. He hasn't had a huge supporting cast. I say under 25. When this man reaches 25, I don't know why he would still be with the Sacramento Kings. They haven't gave him anything. I mean, the team is just not good. Um, De'Aaron Fox definitely needs to get out of Sacramento as soon as possible and take his game to the next level as soon as he can. Number 12, I went and Brandon Ingram. Um, biggest all-star snub for me this season. Um, for sure, no doubt. I had over 20 points per game this season. The reason why I have him at 12, he did struggle when he played on the Lakers. I mean, he had his good moments, but he just wasn't that guy at that age. Unlike this guy at number 11, Jamal Murray, last year in the bubble, man, going off 30, 50, 40. I know it was the bubble. I know he just got injured. Jamal Murray, man, alongside Jokic, I feel like they can do anything together. Jamal Murray is a... Amazing talent, amazing point guard, can shoot, can handle the ball, can pass the ball. Jamal Murray earns my 11th spot. Number 10, he's the Defensive Player of the Year candidate. I compared the Hawks to the Heat. The Heat have Bam Adebayo, one of the best defensive players in the NBA he got. I believe all teams second for defensive um, for defense this season. Um... You know, played for Kentucky, came to came into the league. Not many had, not very many, many people had high expectations for him, but he has definitely proved all of the critics wrong. And Bam Adebayo gets my tenth. He cracks the top ten. 
for my top players under 25. Number 9. Here's where it gets even more interesting. Bam is great, but I'm going with the all-star this season, Jalen Brown. Um, He was top 10 in points per game before his injury this season. Second option for the Boston Celtics. If he stays there, I say he probably does for a, a while, for a good amount of his career. Jalen Brown, number 9. Number 8, some people would say I have him low. John Morant, leadership skills, A. Derrick Rose comparison, A. Dunking, A. Shooting, A-. minus. Defense, not a bad defender, in my opinion. He's in Memphis, just barely made the playoffs. He's just not as good as these other guys. I mean, I have nothing else to say. John Morant um, is a once-in-a-few-years talent. John Morant's an amazing player. Um, what he did to the Warriors in the play-in game to decide who got into the playoffs this season, that was something I'll probably never forget. That was an intense game. He came through. He has the clutch gene. But John Morant gets my number eight spot. Number seven is Devin Booker. We see, we see what he's doing in these playoffs Multiple 30-plus games against the Lakers in round one. I love Chris Paul, but you guys know I think Devin Booker, maybe not the leader. It depends on what you call leader. By performance, Devin Booker is the leader of the Phoenix Suns. Has played amazing, really came into his own this season. I mean, his own, his own. Um, Was an all-star this season. Devin Booker, number seven. Number six, he's still in the playoffs, Trey Young. Now, I put Trey Young above Devin Booker and John Morant for his leadership skills and the way he's played in the playoffs, even more. This man is just milking his playoff experience. If the Hawks get back here, they have a good chance of doing this again. I know I, I, know I compared him to the Heat. I still think they're like the Heat. I'm just saying Trey Young. Is an amazing player. Keeps on dropping 30. Keeps on dropping 40. Keeps on having double doubles. Getting assists. Helping his team out. His team's winning. Trey Young, number six. Why didn't he crack the top five? Because there's someone left in the playoffs who's playing a little bit better than he is. This guy is the highest ranked player that's left in the playoffs on this list. Donovan Mitchell. Um, I know he's not 100% anymore. He was he cooked up the Grizzlies. He He's cooked up the Clippers. Legendary performance. 45-point game all over ESPN. Just an amazing all-around, once-in-a-lifetime, not a lifetime, once-in-a-generational talent, Donovan Mitchell, number five. Number four, I went Zion Williamson. Obviously, was the number one pick out of Duke. Um, has averaged 20-plus points per game. If he didn't get injured, he probably would have won Rookie of the Year over John Morant. That's very controversial because he didn't play a whole lot of games. Bazong gets my number fourth spot. Number three, I have LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, 
Um, obviously was rookie of the year. It was announced yesterday. Woo woo! Go my Hornets. Anyways, Lamelo Ball is my favorite player, but I'm not being biased on this. Lamelo had 16, six and six. He averaged that this season. Played amazing. Helped the Hornets to the play-in tournament this season. Was the fourth seed before injuries came in. Lamelo number three. Number two, I have Jason Tatum. His body type complements LeBron James. He can get to the rim. He can shoot. He dropped multiple 50-plus point games in the regular season and against the Nets in the first round of the playoffs this season. Jason Tatum gets my number two. And number one, I have Luka Doncic. I don't know what there is to say. Um, he's the future face of the NBA. Cooked up the the Clippers both times they played in the playoffs. In the bubble last season and in this season, Luka Doncic is the future face of the NBA. Thank you for listening. My phone's on 1% of it. Seems like I'm hurrying. I apologize. But I thank you all for listening. I will see you tomorrow around 2.30 probably. But I will see you guys then, okay? Thank you for listening to, to the countdown. And as always, I love you all and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.